Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk, your podcast that is here to help you get the jolt of inspiration you need to start your morning, your week, your day, whenever you're listening to this. Today, I have a very special guest, Katya from Boho Speech. You might have seen her floating around Instagram talking all about gestalt language and working with autistic kids. And I am here because I know so many of us have so many questions on this topic and you want to start the year off feeling confident with these students on your caseloads. So Katya, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to chat. Tell everyone a little bit about your SLP journey and how you became to be the SLP that you are today. Yeah, I'm pretty new to the field. I'm going into my third year. I've been working in the schools the past couple of years. And just this January, I started my private practice. So now I'm seeing private practice clients full-time and it's been a, a fun transition. But I've always been interested in working with autistic students uh, before going into speech. I worked in the ABA field for a while um, and that kind of really sparked my interest. Yeah. So that's a little bit about me. Um, since starting in the field, I've been really putting a lot of time and energy into learning more about how to support these students and listening to autistic voices and connecting with the autistic community. So um, it's been a really fun journey so far. I love it. And what is one aha moment that was that big transformation for you when you're like, okay, this is the direction I need to go? I mean, I think the biggest shift for me has been just going to autistic people first when I have questions about autistic clients and 
Unfortunately, that wasn't something that I was taught to do in school and it should be so obvious, but it wasn't. And that's been a a big shift for me is just consulting with the communities we serve to know how to best serve them. So that's really guided everything for me. I think it's so fascinating because I'm maybe more of a dinosaur SLP compared to your three years, but not much has changed in terms of graduate learning experiences. We were all taught one way and it's so eye-opening to realize that there is another way. It's not just we have to teach our artistic students to be like us. We need to teach them differently. What are some shifts that you've learned thus far? I mean, that one that you mentioned is a big one, teaching them to be like us versus honoring their true strengths and, um, you know, teaching them to self-advocate for their unique differences instead of trying to get them to act more like what others might expect. That has been a huge shift because, you know, as a speech therapist, we all work on social language things, but the way in which I approach it has changed a lot because of that. Can you share a favorite therapy idea or favorite approach that you've been using now where you might not have done initially? Yeah, I think uh, teaching self-advocacy is something that I wouldn't have really focused on before. And now it's one of my biggest focuses. So that could be as simple as teaching students to say no and go away and stop. And as complicated as teaching high school autistic students how to explain their unique communication styles to others so that they don't have to constantly be changing the way they do things. Instead, they can just explain it to other people and be true to who they are. So yeah, that's been a a big shift that I definitely wasn't doing prior. Can you share how you maybe helped like a high school student do that? I would first teach them the differences between And obviously, these are not going to land for every single student, but the general differences between autistic communication and neurotypical communication styles. So things like autistic people tend to be more direct and neurotypical people tend to beat around the bush to like be polite. Autistic people tend to share a lot about one topic where neurotypical people, they may see that as rude and want to have more of like a back and forth conversation style, just those kind of things. Because first, just being aware of, oh, that's how I differ from other people. And then making sure they know that, that there's no good or bad communication styles. They're just different. And then once they've owned and understand the way that they communicate, they can more easily share that with others and also not internalize their way as bad. Because I think so often our social skills are based on, um, you must do it this way to please others or make others feel comfortable. And that's not always beneficial to our students, truly. It can be really stressful and it can really put their natural way of communicating in a, a bad light, which is not what we have to do. And I found this method to be really, really beneficial for everyone. So I love it. Have you ever worked with a student that you want to do this approach with, but they don't even know that they have the label of autistic? Yeah, um, that's a tricky situation. That's why I'm always advocating to parents, especially of younger students, to 
um, disclose that as soon as possible. And it's something that I see shifting because I think a lot of parents, you know, they don't want to label their kids because they don't want their kids to feel different. But the way I see it is they're going to know they're different eventually. And at least if they have a label for it, they're going to be able to get more help and understand themselves and be able to say, oh, it's because of autism that I do things this way. It's not because I'm a bad or faulty person. So I think in listening to the autistic community, most autistic adults say they wish they had known sooner that they were autistic. So, but in those situations, it's, it's tricky. And I um, I'm definitely don't have an expert opinion about how to handle that. You kind of have to work that out with parents and see how much you're able to share because yeah, you can't really be as explicit with with that if they're not wanting you to be. So that can be difficult. I know in the past, I've kind of just generally stating things, students like you. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like, do you notice that you do X, Y, and Z? Like, you know, you do X, Y, and Z. Well, other students do A, B, and C, and that is okay. Just being aware that there are differences. Kind of like everyone's different. Everyone has different strengths and weaknesses. The world goes around. We kind of tiptoeing around the labeling, especially in the schools when we have not as much one like contact with the parents. And yep. it's kind of like you have that meeting. They don't want to discuss it. They don't even want to go to the neurologist for the uh, diagnoses, but we all, everyone in the room knows like yeah. clearly. So that's definitely a option. So <laughs> there are people listening. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. I guess that's what I would do as well. Yeah. What advice would you give someone who is wanting to learn more about where to begin with learning more about autistic voices and who to follow and things like that? Well, I would direct you to the neuroclastic website, which perhaps we can link. Yeah, we'll, put it, we'll have the links in the show notes. That website is run by autistic voices and there's tons of articles about really any topic. Um, they even have a Facebook group that's called like neuroclastic has an article for that. And um, yeah, they have articles about, so many different topics written by autistic people. So that's a great place to start. There's tons of autistic voices on Instagram. You can find them through the actually autistic hashtag. Yeah. Over time, I've found more and more and definitely guides a lot of what I do, just being surrounded by those voices. And I love it that more and more people are sharing who to follow and how to learn more. And it's just becoming very, very eye-opening as someone who's been in the field for so long that like, where has this been all my life? So yeah. if you guys are listening and feeling like, you know, this is something new, you're not alone. So that's why I wanted Katya on the show is so that we can all think about how we can go into this new school year with a new approach. Let's stop writing our goals about conversational turn-taking and, you know, thinking about staying on uh, non-preferred topics and eye contact and, even perspective taking, like, can you talk a little bit about how teach perspective taking in the more appropriate way now? Yeah, I think most autistic people that I've talked to about that feel like it's a, a great skill to have. But I think so often when we're teaching it, we're teaching the autistic student to have the neurotypical perspective, to see the perspective of their peers. But we're not always affirming that their perspective is totally valid and Oftentimes we see things in different ways and that's okay. So when I teach that, I just try to affirm everyone's perspective. So can the child think of 
two other perspectives and that differ from their own just to, to strengthen that ability without putting shame on, on anyone's perspective. Yeah. Awesome. Can you share one favorite resource or tool to work with your autistic students that's available, like whether it's a website or a book, something that you love to use? Yeah, there's so many. There's a website called Autism Level Up that is also a bunch of resources created by autistic people and it's all free. Um, So that's a really great website. It replaces a lot of the social pragmatic stuff that might not be so great anymore. So they have, you know, different visuals to work on emotions and energy um, and lots of different things. So that's a really great resource. And then we didn't really have time to touch on Gestalt language, but definitely diving into that following meaningful speech on Instagram. And perhaps so a few weeks ago, more. when this episode airs, Alexandra will be awesome on, on the podcast. So Great. <laughs> guys, go back to that podcast episode and, you know, check that out to learn more about just all Perfect. Yeah. Cause that's definitely shifted everything about how I work with these students. So awesome. Thank you so much. Where can everyone learn more about you, find you and everything you have to offer? Mainly I'm on Instagram at Boho Speechy. My private practice website is totalspectrumtherapy.org. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I, I thought everyone is feeling a little bit more inspired and motivated. And again, definitely check out her Instagram. That has so much information on just adult language and working with autistic students and just so many resources, books, tools, so many things. So you can like go on a whole like rabbit hole, whatever the terminology, <laughs> but I always end my episodes with a joke because I love using jokes in my speech room. And since this is back to school time, why can't pirates learn the alphabet? I figured talking about, about about ours. <laughs> because they keep getting lost at sea. Oh, uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Katya. Everyone listening. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely go check her out on Instagram. Send her DMs. Say you heard this episode and share one tip that you learned. Feel free to ask her any questions that you might have. And until next week, everyone, stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun, and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.